Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Paranormal Science. Welcome. Welcome to another Sunday night in the lab at Paranormal Science. I'm Stan Zurich. I'm Ed Mac, Daddy Mac Ray. Hey, Ed. All right. Hey, we had an interesting weekend, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. It was great. Oh, we had Hawk Bash. Oh, 2016. 2016 Hawk Bash. And if uh, anybody was fortunate enough to be invited to it, it was an invite-only party, and there was only, I'd say, 50 or 60 people there. Only? Only. Yeah, and it was a great party. If you were there... Uh, it's a blast. Yeah, you had a blast, and maybe next year you'll be lucky enough to get the invite. Oh, that'd be awesome. It'd be an honor for anybody to get oh, invited, it is. first it's, off. It's good. They're, they're good parties. Oh, yeah. And Joe yeah. does a great great time at them. Awesome host. a lot of work. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, you know, on that note, yes. the four of us were, here, were there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's only two of us in the lab tonight. Brother <laughs> Hawk and Brother Mark aren't here, unfortunately. I hope they're... Uh, well, Mark, well. I know Mark had something else doing, and... Uh, I don't know if uh, Mr. Hawk's under the weather or just wore out. I think he might be just wore out. He had a lot. He was up late trying yeah. to clean up after everything last night. He's recuperating. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. It was one heck of a bash. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But anyway, so you were saying, Stan, sorry to interrupt you. Oh well, no, hey, you know, talk about it. Okay, uh, tonight we're going to go back to something we started a few weeks ago, and I thought it was me and you. So it must have been me and Hawk that were talking about the. I'm going to pronounce this wrong again. The Detalov Pass incident. Where some uh, college students, they're camping out or backpacking through uh, the mountains in Russia. Okay. And they were attacked by what apparently was a Yeti and killed. That's something you don't hear of. No. And that's a, that's a version of the Sasquatch uh, yes. the Yeti, correct? Yes. A Yeti is a... Uh, I, I, I guess, like, we get, a, we get a Bigfoot around here who runs around basically in the woods here. Mm-hmm. 
in uh, what is it? China, they have Sasquatch who runs around in a or is it Sasquatch or Yeti that's up in the mountains in the snow, the abominable snowman. I think that's the Yeti over in, in the yeah, mountains of China. I think it is. Well, that's what got these kids. And then there was another one I remember hearing as a kid. It was uh, they actually made a movie about it called Snow Beast. Okay, yeah, that was yeah. I remember that with the big fangs and everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was that's a, a horrible thing. Yeah. But it was a, a white furred mm-hmm. Sasquatch Yeti, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I was afraid of that. Well, there's even there's what do they have one down south? It's called the stink creature, stink monster. Yes, and you know you and Joe stink were ape, about, stink ape. You guys were talking about that the one that you and Joe mm-hmm. about the stink ape. The stink ape. A couple yeah. different. Um, it all seems like from the same genies, would you say, of uh, like a, a Sasquatch? A well, big Sasquatch, I, I'm pretty sure now thinking about it, is from like Western, Northern uh, United States into Canada, Saskatchewan. Okay. Right? All so right. they call it that over that way. But there's, it's, it's probably all the same, for the most part, same creature. Something, yeah, something similar uh, uh, genes in it. But just different region, different name for it. Well, yeah, same thing. People from around the world, we're all different. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's, you know, different versions of the Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never hear of a Bigfoot down in South America or anything, an African Bigfoot or anything, you know. No. I, and you know what? I wonder if our guests we had on the show a little while ago, if they would have an information on that. Even, you know, even though we're Pennsylvania Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that had of information on that for us. Well, we have some people coming up at the East Coast Paracon. And that'll be a way to direct they the information are, uh, to. Yeah, we'll have to remember to ask this question. I'll have to put a note on that. Yeah. Speaking of East Coast Paracon, it's coming up fast. What's it, about six weeks away? Yeah, six weeks and approaching fast. Approaching fast. fast. It's gonna be the, I almost said the Steamtown. Yeah, it's. if you know where the Steamtown Mall is, it is now called the Marketplace at Steamtown. Same location, Same location, name. different name, and they did a fantastic job painting it, cleaning it. It looks great up there. Oh, yeah, it's a, and it's a beautiful location, and it may have a different name, but it's going to be the same outstanding yes. and awesome event held in it this year yes. for East Coast Paracon 2016. Yes. And we also, if there's any uh, young ladies out there between the ages of 18 and 24, okay, right, we are still in need of just a handful of them for the... Oh, the, the model show. The modeling, yes. They're okay. going to be a paranormal. It's a, what is it called? Uh, it escapes me right now, but haunted, I know what you're The about. Haunted Magazine. I think it's Haunted Magazine. I think okay. that's the name of the place. They're, they are sponsoring it, or we're sponsoring it. They're putting it on. Yes. And if anybody falls in that age group of 18 to 24, nice young girl, go to our website, www.eastcoastparacon.com, and... Just drop down a little bit in the page. You'll see a picture there. You'll see all the information you need. You'll see the contact information. We have no say in who goes, who doesn't go. We just direct you to the website, to them. Okay. And it's up to them whether you get chosen or not. What do they do, fill out an application or an interest form or something when they're on there? <laughs> I, uh, all I know is I give them a email address. Okay. It's on the, on the web, okay. and it goes from there. And I have no idea what happens after that. But they know where to get the information if they'd like to. Yeah, if we they'd have any like of our to. listeners in that age group that mm-hmm. would be interested like in modeling. to try it. That isn't that's a college town up there. There might be a few young girls that yeah. want to try it. They might have a you know aspiring uh, outlook on being a model sometime in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. This would be a start for them. Good the start. Heck? Magazine. It's a fashion magazine. Yeah. And it's it's around the area. I mean, not only in Pennsylvania, correct? No, it's, I think this comes out of New Jersey. So, and so it's, I mean, it's several states. Now. Yeah, it is. It's not just here. It's New so, Jersey, New York. You know, you will get so, noticed. Yes, yes, you will. All right. Let's get back to the... The Yeti. The Yeti. Okay. Okay. Uh, the touch we talked about a few weeks ago, 
basically there was nine people in on February 2nd, 1959 in the Ural Mountains in Russia. They were backpacking across the mountains. I think they said it was going to do like 13, 14 days to go from point A to point B up through some ridge and around. Mm-hmm. Well, when they were going up, they got caught in a storm. Okay. And they've, they've decided they'll veer off a little bit and try and take this other trail. And they could have easily dropped back a mile and stayed in the woods, but decided they're going to camp in this area. Okay. Open. They put all their tents up. They put everything all there. Got all set up for the night and everything. And they actually did have cameras with them. All right. So there is some pictures of what happened here at this incident. Wow. Do okay. we have them, those photos? Uh, do I have them? No. I imagine you go online. You can look for Yes, I'm looking right at them right now. Uh, if anybody wants to just do a search, Google Date Love Past Incidents. That's D-Y-A, D-Y-A, T-L-O-V Past Incident. And you'll get some information on that. And the first thing that pops up, it's say images for the Date Love Past Incident. Wow. And it'll show you the pictures of what these people look like before, what their tents look like. So there's some documentation on yes. this incident you know, yes. alone. Yes. There's also a lot of controversy. We'll get into that, too. Okay. Right. But the funny thing about this is these poor kids, something spooked them. They were in their tents. I got to remember, they're up in the mountains. There's snow. There's a couple feet of snow. And it's not like it's a right? town. It's a trail. Mm-hmm. Well, they were off the trail. Yes. Remember I said they drifted off. That's why they had a little hard time trying to figure out where they went. But even the trail they're taking, I'm taking it as just a mountain pass, so Mm -hmm. it's not like it's going down 81 or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. They're by themselves out there, and even further in the secludedness, so to say. Well, they went camping up there. Mm -hmm. Something spooked them. And the strange thing is, they actually, they're in their underwear, sleeping in their sleeping bags, in their underwear, no shoes on. They grabbed their knives and cut their way out of there. Instead of going through the flaps, they're opening up and going out. They cut their way out from the inside of the tents and escaped and ran into the woods in different directions. No shoes, no clothing. No shoes, no jacket, nothing. Wow. Ran into... And it's snowing now. It's, I mean. There's snow down. It's, yeah. prob- it's definitely below freezing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? They found their bodies, some of them a mile away. Some of them huddle up in little trees, uh, different things. They just... Oh, uh, horrible. But, but it gets even stranger. Some of them had crushed skulls. They well, didn't just freeze to death. That's a lot of force. Some of them had their tongues removed. Tongues removed? Yeah. What would rip their tongue out? Exactly, yeah. Right? Some of them were literally crushed, like something bears right down on them and crushed them. Wow. Yeah. Oof. They didn't find them for a few weeks after the incident happened. All right. Right? And uh, I guess you could say an animal might have uh, eaten their tongue. Yeah, fed on them, yeah. Yeah. Nasty to think of that, but, you know, it's wildlife on the middle of the woods in wintertime. And yeah, but, but I'm saying, why just the tongue? Why would they do that? And, exactly. And, I mean, and why would they crush their skulls? That's a big animal to do that. That's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, hmm. Okay, we got a call. Okay. In. Okay. Hold on one moment here. We have Joe from Larksville. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, hi, fellas. Uh, I'm a friend of Bob. You might not remember me, but... Uh, I know the voice. Okay, I know you. How you doing tonight? I'd like to add something real important to what you're talking about. About three or four weeks ago, I was flipping the channel, and it was either on... I don't know if it was the Travel Channel or something called Destination America. Okay. One of those type of channels way up the dial. 
and I was maybe a halfway into this two-hour documentary, and it was talking about the Russian case that you're referring to. Here's a part you might not know. They had this big research team, two hours long. They went back, and they actually went to Moscow, and there's some kind of a Bigfoot Institute over there, and they have a guy who's like the best Russian-renowned expert on Bigfoot, and I guess whoever did this documentary for uh, the American Channel, they were able to get access to this guy, and it was unbelievable, because at the museum, they have a untouched... Uh, from that they recovered the camera and inside the, the film that was never developed there was uh, 10 or 11 uh, pictures and two of them <laughs> you're not going to believe this it captured the bigfoot and they went through all this analysis to prove that the photos weren't doctored they weren't like you know put in later and yep. the incredible thing about the picture that they show of the bigfoot it looks exactly like the patterson gimlin film and that's what blew everyone's mind and i wish it would come on again, and I'm not sure which channel, but oh, I tried to TiVo it, I tried to DVD it, everything you can, and it hasn't come up yet, but if it ever comes on again, the only thing that compares with it would be the Patterson-Gimlin film. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, it was, I think, the best discovery of a Bigfoot thing in the last 50 years. I'm totally blown away. Wow, yes. I mean, it's a very strange incident here, this, this one, this... Oh, yeah, where the nine people were attacked, they got killed, they were in fear for their lives, the whole thing. But uh, as they were getting, uh, I hate to say this, slaughtered, they actually have the footage. Mm -hmm. And they show the Bigfoot from about maybe 20 yards away, and it looks like it's ready to attack them. Okay, and that's the last photograph you see. And they had it analyzed every which way they could, and they said... There's no way that's fake, and there's no way it was planted. And I don't know how they got access after all these years to Russia, maybe because of the Cold War being over, but I hope they have more documentaries on that institute and the researcher in uh, Moscow, because it, 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 like uh, all your uh, people that come on that want to see Bigfoot or they want to believe it's true, this is smoking gun evidence as far as I can tell. Well, they also had a logbook they were keeping as they were going on their way. Okay. And one of the last entries in the logbook was, we now know the snowman exists. That was one of the last entries in their logbook. So they had some contact. They were able to write down that diary. Yeah. That was real. Did they say that uh, the people, okay, that, that lived there, the, the indigenous people in that region, for many, many decades, they did not want outsiders to come around? That was probably why, so yeah. they didn't have an encounter with this Yeti or Bigfoot. Well, they probably had uh, learned how to get along or exist, coexist yeah. with it. And, uh, Not to aggravate it. Or and they knew what its capabilities were. Well, here's another thing that uh, I want to get across to you guys. They, they went back, and for the documentary, okay, the people that were uh, in this crew, and they were all, like, top-ranked guys, they followed the exact same path as they encountered the Bigfoot, and they went back, and everything they said, like, you know, the lay of the land, everything they said that it was, like, almost, and they felt like they were reliving the experience, but I can't impress upon you when they show the photograph of, if this is a guy in a costume, boy, they, I, I don't think Spielberg or George Lucas could uh, even come close to this. I, I, I really think it's the real deal, and I just think it's great. There's not much smoking gun evidence, but I think this is right there with the Patterson film, and I think it gives you guys more incentive to keep uh, having shows like you do. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Well, you can, this is back 1959. 
up yeah. in the mountains. I don't think they're going to carry an ape costume up there just to do this. No. I mean, what type of... And, and then run out in their underwear and die. Well, you know what? They, 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 they made a point of saying that in the documentary, too. Who, who would, who would want to do that? No. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, it makes no sense at all. And also, who would want to get shot? Uh, and yeah, that, uh, not me. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to add that to, like, I, I don't know if you knew that about the, the canister of film they found and how they, they had it developed. And, and like, you know, all, all I could say is that uh, if that's a hoax, that's the best hoax of the last 150 years. But I, I really don't think it is. But listen, I'll let you guys go. And good luck on your show and your Paracon Festival. But uh, I, I really like that you keep, you know, you keep going and you're uh, doing what you can. And, like, uh, I, I just think it's great. And I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Much. Bye-bye. Uh, good night. Yep. Oh, there we go. There's some more information out there, Stan. I didn't know that show was on there. I've seen them before, but I've never seen probably that show. I don't get Destination America, but I've heard of them. I am going to have to look to see when that's on because that sounds like it's a really good show. I'm going to get a look at that one. That's a good one. You might be able to dig up some, you know, maybe on YouTube, maybe something. I don't know. Something might have it. You might have it. On demand. Might be able to go through them. Yeah. Do a little searching, a little research. You might find it. Russia has just started releasing information on that. Like, you know, the United States takes years and years and years before they decide to sum up. Yeah. It's, It's actually starting to come out now from Russia. Which is good, and I mean, especially something of this nature and that. I, I'd yeah. love to see those photos myself. Now, I did hear they did have a picture of the Yeti. I haven't yet seen it. I'm looking online for it and, uh, at that where I told everybody to go to. And if anybody does go there and look at it, uh, I have to apologize because they do show a lot of the cadavers, the frozen bodies. The her- horrific you know, Yeah, so pictures, I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's up to you if you want to glance at it or just click off. You were discretion you know. advised. That's it, yeah. All right, where were we at now? Okay, well, we're going on about how they are off the trail. and Okay, uh, before we carry out, I guess it's just about time for a break. So we'll catch you after. Hey, it's Mark Hayes from Paranormal Science. Did you ever get that feeling like you have a thousand demons tearing at your back? You know the pain. Are you uncomfortable in your own body, like you're possessed with somebody else's torment and suffering? You don't need an exorcist. You need chiropractics. Dedicated to providing the best chiropractic and rehabilitative care possible, Chiropractics will get you back into the body you remember. Chiropractics, 569 Pier Street, Kingston, PA. Check them out on the web, getchiropractics.com, T-I-X on the end, or call 570-288-5800 and get back to living. Hey, welcome back. Uh... Elmer gave you the wrong phone number there. Okay. Yeah, Elmer made a mistake. Well, he's getting a little old there. Okay, if you want us two free tickets, we want you to call in, and we want you to talk to, talk us. to us. Talk about anything. Talk to us when you call in. But like I said, Elmer gave the wrong number. I'm going to give you the right number to call in now. 570-883-7135. That's 570-883-7135. We'll get you in here. Okay, that's... Oh, okay, I'm giving you the wrong number. I'm giving you the wrong number. I'm giving you the comment line. It's <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's my fault. 8830098. Boy, I'm really off. No, I'm starting to sound like Elmer. You're thinking of the Yeti. That's what it is. Yeah, I've got a Yeti on the mind. But you know what? If it's call in, talk to us about Yeti, talk to us about Sasquatch, talk to us about anything. But mm-hmm. you got to call in to get those tickets. Two tickets. Yep. You got, you got them and you call in, and all you have to do is say hello and talk to us. 
Just a little. We're not going to hold you on the line for an hour. Well, well if you've got a good topic, line. we'll hold you on. We'll if you want to talk about there. the Eddie. You might have a caller on you. You won't be getting off the phone. <laughs> All right. Back to the Yetis. Now, we left. We were talking about the they cut out of the tent. We had a caller talking about the actual pictures. That was interesting. Right? I didn't know uh, about that show. Yeah. I haven't seen the show. I've seen shows like that. There's been a couple of documentaries mm-hmm. on about it. It's been good. It's... Uh, it's been a nice run with them. They've been doing that for a while. Yeah. Russia is at at last starting to release information on this now. Which is good. I mean, that information sharing for stuff like this with natural history and just the mm-hmm. paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're starting. Hey, looks like we might have a call coming in. We'll see I'll what we got here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's like the United States. We hold back a lot of information for like, you know, 30 years or so. Yeah. You know, like the Kennedy assassination, what is it, 50 or 70 years before they even release any information on that? Yeah, there's something with the security clearances and that. They have to go by. I can't remember what it's called, but. Mm-hmm. But now Russia does the same thing, and it's about time they're starting to release some of this. Not all of it, only little bits and pieces. But, you know, this stuff is important to share with other countries that yeah. have similar activities and events that take place. Okay. Yep. Okay, like I mentioned, there was controversies about this. Now we're going to go to the other side of the coin here. Okay. There were bodies, nine bodies were found crushed. They were found with their tongues ripped out, one of them at least. The young, there was boys, men and women there. One lady had her tongue ripped out. Wow. Right? Again, could have been an animal. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There was also reports there may have been some uh, weapons testing in the area at the time. Weapons testing? Yes. Nu- By the military? Nu- military, not nuclear. I almost said that. Not nuclear, but okay. weapons testing okay. in the area at that time, which would cause the kids to be scared, run out, something shooting, something goes off, they hear a big boom. Oh, yeah. Right? They well, run off. Well, here's something on that. And they said the concussion, could, if they were close enough to concussion, would actually crush them. Yes, but wouldn't right there, there be evidence of an explosion? Yes. A crater hey, or something I'm just, like that? I'm just saying the pros and cons of everything there. Well, you know, you got to look at it from both sides. Yeah. He's going to have you, you know, your realists with their theories in there and now, your skeptics. Now, there was also rumors that there was radioactivity found in the area. Okay. Okay, that's another thing they're saying. There's also some people that swore prior to this that there was uh, strange lights in the skies, which always seem to happen when something strange happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, there is a link there. I mean, we spoke to Bob about that, our mm-hmm. friend Bob, with UFOs and Sasquatches. And and then there was Bigfoot, obviously. Or the yeah. Yeti. Yeti, Bigfoot, yep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they find the bodies. The tents are cut open. They have a camera. We know there's been film on it, thanks to our gentleman that called in, and they right. developed that. Um Feed me some more of this. What happens next, though? Let's, well, before we go there, let's go talk to Jenny. She apparently... All right, we got a caller. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Yes, hi, fellas. I enjoy your show. I listen to it every week. Thank you. Great. And you just won yourself a pair of tickets. Thank you so much. Okay. Good seeing you there. So you got anything you want to talk about to us, or you just call up and say hello? For the well, I just called to say hello, but you know what? I'm interested in all that stuff. The paranormal... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in Bigfoot, the UFOs, because I think anything is possible. And if we close our minds, then, you know, you don't see the possibilities You're that right. there are things that are unexplained. You're That's right. right. I mean, it's good to be skeptic, but you should also have an open mind. You have to. Exactly. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah so you're, what's your beliefs on uh, Bigfoot in the area, local? Well, I talked to you guys once before when you had a program on about the Sasquatch, whatever it was, running around uh, up in the Thurnhurst area. Yes. I remember and that, show. Yes, I remember when you called in. 
<laughs> yeah, my dogs were going crazy that <laughs> night, and uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. I never stayed there again. It was my parents' place, mm-hmm. and I'd really like to find out, you know? Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd get that answer to yes. your question there. Yes. Yeah. And if you read Citizen's Voice today, the Sunday paper, they had another uh, story about the small house oh, that okay. was haunted years ago. You're going to have to pick that up. Yeah. The party? I said, I'm going to have to pick up today's paper. It's still yeah, there. it was still very out. interesting of what happened years ago there. Yeah. I didn't know they had another article in the paper, though. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just to you know bring up different things of, of what had happened. And uh, one daughter, um, I think her name is Karen, and she said the terrible things that her parents had to put up with because nobody believed them. Right. And unless you live through it, you know, you can't go and say it's not true. Well, when things happen like that that just seem almost unbelievable, it's hard to get other people, like, you know what happened to you. But right. how, do you, how do you get other people to believe that, you know, you actually levitated or something, you know, happened like that in your house? Some people are just hard-nosed skeptics. That's a problem. Well, hey, if somebody said to you, you know, okay, uh, I was laying on my bed and I levitated three feet up or this happened or I floated across the room or I seen somebody else walk in the room. You're going to look at them at first saying, Exactly. You know, I'm sitting here smirking because you don't yeah, think it's Stan. But, if but you know it can it. happen. Yes. yes. Well, it is. well, you know, when I was a little kid, that happened because the house that my parents had, unfortunately, they didn't have any life insurance. And after they passed away, I tried to keep everything going so it wouldn't go on tax sale. And I sold everything of mine that was of any value, but it eventually went on tax sale. But that house, I'm telling you, you'd sleep there at night and you'd hear something walking around in the attic. You'd hear things coming up the steps. And this went on through my childhood. And my mother, I'd scream for my mom, and my mother had to come stay with me until I fell asleep. And God love her. I mean, she believed me because I was a little bit psychic anyway. And then when I got married and I moved away, she went to sleep in my bedroom because she missed me so much. And she called me the next day. She said, Jimmy, she said, it's real. I said, what's real, Mom? She said, there was something in the attic, and it was moving boxes. I said, Mom, I told you this before. She said, yeah, but I didn't hear it. Now but now after I was gone, it. she... That's the hot yeah. spot. Yeah. But, you know, I had some work done in my parents' house. I had a ceiling put on there, and I had work done to the attic. And the guys that came over were just nice young fellas. And we're all sitting around talking. And I went out and I got them lunch, burgers, and coffee. And they're standing there. And on the counter in the kitchen, the coffee cups started, the styrofoam slid right across without, without spilling. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, there, there's, you know, if I say that to somebody, like you just said, they'll say, oh, you know, you're imagining it. But these are strangers. I didn't even know. And they said, what's that? Said, oh, you know, it happens quite a bit over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually you'd be surprised at how many times if one person says it in the neighborhood, a few of the other people are going to step forward. Yeah, that's been happening to me for years. But yeah. no, nobody wants to be the first one to come out and say it. Yeah, they want to wait right. to get on the train. Yeah. But, you know, a little history on that house there, while while you're on that subject, we want you to call in. Did your parents build that home brand new, or was it someone's they purchased? Well, it was my grandparents' home. Okay, so that was in the family for a long time then. Yeah, and when I was in King's College, I went for real estate and other things, law enforcement I went for also. And we had to do research on the house. At that point in time, that would be maybe 1985 that I I went through my real estate license, it was already over 100 years old. Wow, there's some history there. So, 
years ago, in those days, people would come from the old country, mm-hmm. no matter what their nationality, if they're Polish or Slovak or Irish, and they had to have a sponsor and places to stay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God love them. I don't know how they did it. I, don't, I couldn't do it. They worked in the coal mines. Yes. So they would have rotating shifts, and my grandparents would have them stay. They made rooms, like in the attic, and they had beds, and they had rotating shifts. When the guys went to work, then another group would come home, get washed up, and go to sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there were so many different people in the house that you don't know who's still there, what kind of spirits. But nothing was ever damaged, or there was nothing violent there. Did anybody pass on that was living in the house that you know of? Oh, sure. My my uh, great-grandmother did. Okay. That's one that, you know, it could be her spirit there in the home. It could be, sure. And I was just wondering. But like I said, we never investigated it because there was nothing, nothing like harmful. Yes. If it was something that was harmful where you smell funny things like the smurls went through, then we would have went and got the priest or something to come over. Mm-hmm. And in those days, people went to church and every... Uh, New Year, they would bless the homes. You know, the priests would come over and bless the homes. Exactly. So we didn't have, I don't think, so much negative activity as we have today. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree 100% there. Hmm. But uh, But I really enjoy all the different subjects you talk about. Uh, I remember years ago when I was living in, I think it was Strasbourg or in Bath at the time, there was over Sailorsburg. There's a restaurant and it has, I don't know if it's a pond or like a lake, and it, it was a big write-up in the paper where a UFO actually came over, hovered over, and people saw it. And it had some kind of beam come down, and it took water up into this vehicle, and then it blasted off. Stan, did you ever hear of that one? No. That was that was in the 70s. Well, I'm not, you know, I used to work up that way, and I... I that's one that I never caught. No. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but people were actually there. And whether it's a lake or pond, it's, it's there in Sailorsburg. And, yeah, it, it flew over, and this was in the 70s, and people observed this craft. It was hovering, like I said, and a beam came down, and you can actually see, they said, I wasn't there, mm-hmm. the water being taken up into this vehicle. That's that's something we got to look into there. It does, yeah, it does seem a lot of these UFO sightings center along water, like they're in the water or they're around exactly. water. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a natural resource we have. Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe they use that as fuel. Could be. We won't. We won't know until we uh, make direct contact with them. Yeah. Right, and I'm enjoying your program tonight. Thank you. Oh, with thank that you. Inc- incident in Russia. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I mean, they had to be awfully frightened to run out. Into the freezing cold. Yes. Unprepared. Into the unknown, basically. Right. Now, I was friends years ago with a Native American Indian. He was a Navajo, and his father was a shaman. And he came in to bless the place, my parents' place, and bless me and everything. And he was telling me stories. I said, well, Sammy, I said, is it true about the Bigfoot and stuff? He says, oh, yeah. He says, we see them. (laughs) Because the, the Native Americans out there, they're like sheep herders and things. Yes. And all this. I said, well, okay, how about a werewolf? He said, oh, you're talking about shapeshifters. Now, this guy has no reason to lie to me. His father is lovely. His father's a shaman. He said, Jimmy, it's true. And another aspect I couldn't understand, maybe you guys would, is time, he said, present 
past and future is all occurring at the same time, and I, I can't understand how. But he said that's true. So, you know, they study these things and they study nature, and I think they're so much wiser than we are. Well, I've always been led to believe that in the spirit world, there, there basically is no time. So it's it's yeah. before, it's after, it's now. It's just like right now. They don't get any older. They don't know yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. And I guess if there were shapeshifters or there was, you know, something, there is no time. to say like on a dimensional plane yeah. probably, right? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. All okay. right. All right, Jenny. Stay on the well, line. Well, thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And talk to Jake. Will take your information for you so we can get the tickets. Okay, he's waving to me. He's got it already. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank okay. you, Jenny. We'll see you at the Paracon. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Right, it's awesome. Okay. One of our callers come in, one of our regular listeners wins the tickets to the Paracon. That's great. Good. That's yes. Awesome. Looking yes. forward to seeing her there. Yes, we'll see how we do this in the future, how we decide we'll give a couple of more away at some point. You might have started something there. Or not you, Elmer. 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 Where is he? No, I'm going to yell at Elmer. <laughs> yeah, he got the wrong number there. Uh-oh. But I turn around, I'm looking at the board here, and I'm looking at it, and I see the number, and there's a chair that happens to be in front of the number, and I'm reading the number saying, doesn't sound right, and I hear this little voice in my ear saying something that's wrong number. <laughs> okay. I give it the comment line number. I can't see. I got a chair back. In well, my there's way. a chair right here else. in front of the board. You know what? And the we arm is right in front of the words. It worked out. We got yeah. the number out there. That's right. It's it worked. Good. It worked. Okay. What do we leave off on? We left off on the controversies. Yep. Yep. There's. Okay. I think I'm getting waved a break time anyway. We're going to take another break. Yep. Right? This night is flying oh, by. Oh, it's going fast. Stand by. We'll be right back, people. Hi, Elmer back again. A few months ago, Mary Barrett hypnotized Stan right here live on the show. Something called past life regressions. He said he has seven lives. A Native American Indian, some English guy, and a few others. If you're interested in what the rest of his lives were, come to the East Coast Paracon at the Marketplace in Steamtown on September 24th. They're going to do it again, live on the stage in front of everyone. I wonder how many lives I've had. I'll have to talk to Mary Barrett about that. Talk to you soon. Warning. This program may contain material that is controversial to some listeners. Spontaneous enlightenment may occur. Well, welcome back to Paranormal Science. Uh, yes, I will be on the stage at Steamtown September 24th during the East Coast Paracon. Outstanding. And I will do a past life. I will be regressed past life regressed we'll, well find out time you know we've been looking forward to it i've been pushing mm-hmm. for this your time is here stan well hey i've been trying not to do this you everybody the said i'm gonna lamb. yeah that's, yeah, that's it. it yeah sacrificial lamb all right we've got about only 15 minutes or so left let's see if we can finish up wrap up this yeah it does yeah okay um we we're talking about all the strange things that happened here oh yeah and i'm looking through my paperwork and i've seen a few more interesting things okay temperature on that mountain at the time they ran out was minus 13 to minus 22. That's very cold. To run around with no shoes, yeah. no jackets, yeah. nothing on like that, right? And okay. they were, they knew what they were in for on this pass through the mountains. They knew what yeah, they the were prepared. Were. They so were they wouldn't prepared. run out like yes. this. That's it. I mean, yeah. something made them run. Yes. Something made them cut their tent and run. If you're in the mountain and you're going to run and you cut your tent, you know you're basically That's your shelter. You're committing suicide. That's it. I mean, there's yeah. no hope for you at that time. No. Uh-uh. Okay. 
Well, anyway, here's what happened with them. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were no indications of other people nearby on Koholt Shakaiki, apart from the nine travelers. I guess that's the name of the mountain they were on. Yeah, this is tough, tough, tough yeah, I'm, stuff I'm not, to pronounce. I'm not Russian, so... I'm getting tongue-tied here. Their tent had been ripped open from within. The victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. Traces from the camp show that all group members left the campsite on their own accord on foot. Okay. Hmm. To dispel the theory of attack by the indigenous Masi people, Dr. Boris... I'm not even going to pronounce that. Boris Denny. That's the closest thing. Stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by another human being because the force of the bulls had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. In other words, they're hit so hard, it shattered their bones. Wow. And no soft tissue damage. Yeah, it went right through. It got hit hard enough, it busted up their... The the skeletal structure of their body. Yep. We got another call coming in. We got... Boy. Yeah. This is good. Ellen from Plains. Hello, Ellen. Hi. Um, I was telling your phone person that a couple of months ago on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, there was a gentleman on, a researcher, and he was telling him about central Pennsylvania where this lion person was standing in the middle of the road over roadkill. The guy was going home from work, and he said he drove slowly around the animal, and the animal stared him in the eye and dared him to, you know, get out of the car or park. He went home. He got a gun. He got a couple friends. They went back. They went into the woods. They said they got so scared that they all backed out of the woods and went home. And there was a researcher who was going to go into central Pennsylvania at the spring. Hmm, now, was, was this a lion you're talking about? Yes, standing up on two legs. Oh, are you, you said a lion person, she said. Uh, oh, this, so you're yes. like a shapeshifter here. Maybe. Yes, wow. definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's, if you want to go and try to get a hold of George Norrie coast to coast and find out, because that man said he was going to go into the woods in the spring, but it's in one of the forest areas out there. Okay. That's pretty heavy, the forest mm-hmm. on the central part. I know. I almost had a heart attack. You know, that's oh. something there. I mean... Hey, we're talking, uh, the other woman that called in earlier, you know, was talking yeah. about the shaman with the shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. We're saying werewolves. Now we have you calling in about we've this. Had, we've had other reports. Yeah. Uh, we have reports of Dogman, yep. which could be very well a shapeshifter. Yeah. And we that's somebody yep. talking about that a few weeks ago. Dogman reports, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was on Coast to Coast with George Norrie. We're going to look into that. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank hey, you for calling. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That's, I didn't hear about that yet. That's the first I heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, we're going to have to do yeah. some uh, research on that. Yeah. Central Pennsylvania, the lion man or tiger, whatever it was. Lion. Uh, lion, lion man. Lion yeah. man. Yeah. So, you know, that's shape-shifting right there. Yeah. That's that's a typical tape shape-shifter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. And it, and it sounded like it was, like she said, it was sort of tempting them or taunting, taunting them, them to come after them. To come after them, right. Yeah. So it's definitely not a I don't animal know if lines. I would go get my gun and go back after that, though. 
If it was taunting me, a lion man. It wants you. It's drawing you in for something. I, you know what? I get, pick the phone up and say, excuse me, Hawkman, Stan, I need you to go on a road trip and let me know what you find. In this day and age, you pick the phone up, you go, click. Oh, I'm just letting you and Hawk be my, my sacrificial <laughs> lambs for that. Time. Oh, that's what you want to do. Oh, okay, now I see. Road trip. <laughs> road trip, Central mm. PA. All righty. Looks like we'll be talking about this in another show sometime. That's okay. I mean, hey, hey our, our listeners well, like let's hearing see, Let's see this. if we can wrap it up, and we'll see what happens here. Okay, we talked about blows to the body, no flesh injuries, but broken bones. Yeah. That had to be some strong something. That's blunt force trauma. Yeah. Okay, forensic radiation tests showed there are high doses of radioactive contamination on the clothes of a few of the victims. Why? Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, I have no idea. Release documents contain no information about the conditions of the skier's internal organs, and there were no survivors, obviously. Okay, that's what the medical reports basically came out and said. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see, what else do we have on this? Now, you had mentioned something earlier, and I wish I could remember what it was, but uh, what were we talking about? Were we talking about blunt force or something you had mentioned during the break? Hmm. Yeah, we, can, we go back to it. Okay, I talked about the controversies, different things, and we'll go through quickly the explanations of what they said might have happened or yeah. what could have happened. Avalanches. They're saying it's very possible that they're in their tents and they heard the rumbling of the mountain coming and they decided they're going to run fast to get out of the tents, out of the way of the avalanche. Now, my question I would have is, did anybody kind of have like a record of what the snowfall was in that time? Would it be a higher, deeper pack from an avalanche of snow? There was no, there was no avalanche. The tents were still found yeah. slightly That's buried I mean. from fresh snow. And uh, I'm not sure if they were on the side of a mountain or on like a little area near the mountain. I mean, according to this, when you look, I forget how many meters it was. It wasn't like they were that far away from their tents yeah. either. No. Well, some of them got within a, a mile away. They made it to that tree line. Remember I mentioned yeah. earlier they could have went back and camped? Yeah, was that? Yeah. Uh, that was the one I think that started a little fire. Yeah, that was what. Uh, I'll look through your notes here. You were pretty good. I think it was only sixteen hundred feet. That's all. I think that was a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, a quarter of a mile is a distance. Yeah. When you are running around in thirty below weather, with no, no shoes close. on. Yeah. Yeah. That that gets cold. Yeah. All right. What else do we have here? How about there's something called infrasound. Right. And I'm going to read to infrasound. Another hypothesis. Popularized by Donnie Etchard's 2013 book, The Dead Mountain. I guess that would be a good book to look up if you want to know any information on this. Is that wind going through the Halakacha Mountain created a Carmen Vortex street, which can produce infrasound capable of inducing panic attacks in humans. Wow. That sounds... So some kind of a weird wind that makes a sound whipping and panics people. That's... That's I've never different. heard of that before. No, I that's never did either. That's that's a new one. Now that might go along with uh, internal organs being broken or bones, because if you have a very loud sound, I understand it correctly, you can damage organs. You can kill someone by different sounds. Yeah. Different pitches. So that's that's a possibility. I don't know if a mountain can create it on its own, but maybe so because. Uh, Remember last year, earlier this year, we were talking about the bugles, the sounds in the air, the booms? Yeah, yeah the sonic booms and that. And the sonic booms and the horns, the whistles people hear. Mm-hmm. Hey, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that one as a possibility. Avalanches, we'll put that on the side. This one as a possibility. Okay. Military test. Some people believe it's a military accident, which then they tried to cover up. Possible. 
<laughs> I'm sure our government's done it, and there's, you know. And, then, and the Russian government, I imagine, wouldn't have come right out and say, yeah, we we're doing some type of uh, secret military testing in that area at the same time. Well, the kids were also where they weren't supposed to be. Exactly. They veered off. Yeah. Maybe if they stayed on the path, they would have not had that problem. Could have been. So that's also a possibility. Paradoxal undressing. Okay. Uh, this one I have to check on. Basically, you're getting so cold, hypothermia, you start to behave different. You start ripping your clothes off, uh, and you just tr try to run the escape. But uh, that one I don't know if I'm going to go along with because how could it happen to all nine of them at the same time? I mean, it's a, it's a perceived feeling of burning warmth. When it, with this, uh, I, I imagine that's the hypothermia and frostbite setting in. But you're right. I mean, all of them? All at the same time. Or at least 70% of them? And it doesn't explain why three of them were uh, crushed. Yes. I yeah. mean, I was reading some of your other stuff in there where it was like some of the hikers shared clothing from the ones that might have had a piece of this or a piece of that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the the dead people had they stripped them off a little bit trying to get something socks on and the yeah. ones uh, had part of the wool pants and the other one had the uh, it makes you wonder coat. why if they're only that far ahead out and they're able to get some of the clothes off the dead ones and build a little fire why didn't they go back to the tents get more supplies if you're only that not that great of a, I mean it could be considered a distance but still why would you not try to go back? Well, it brings you back to the, what that gentleman spoke of when he called in. If that picture is real, that thing on the attack. And why would they actually put in their logbook? Now we know the exactly. You know the snowman exists. Yeah, right there. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go back. I'd be uh, trying to get my way back out. But if there was, I don't know snow, what I do. I mean, how far are you going to get unprepared, though? How far are you going to get through that terrain? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I mean, it's. Hmm. Okay, last one you have down here is the cryptozoology, which basically means the Yeti. Yes. All right. And uh, on this set of notes, surprisingly, it says the 2014 Discovery Channel special, Russian Yeti, the Killer of Lives, explored the cryptozoology theory that the Daedalof group was killed by a Russian Yeti. And this is probably the show that everybody's talking about, 2014. And I, I didn't see this one. I don't yeah. recognize the name of this one. Yeah, there's something, if anybody's out there and... Uh, it was on the Discovery Channel, 2014, Russian Yeti to Killer Lives. Killer Lives, excuse me. Yeah, if you can look that up, uh, we'll find out. You know, I'm going to have to throw a little funny in there. I wonder if they had any jack links in the tent. Jack Commercial with the Sasquatch that you see <laughs> exactly. on TV every now and then. That's right. You were saying you were going to bring them in tonight, jack I links. Know, I mean, it I took know. me a second. I am a little slow. That's all right. It's Sunday. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think our buddy Meat had a meeting with the Sasquatch or something like that when he had Jack Links one time, but the Hawkman will know what that one's about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that had to be, if that is real with the Yeti, mm -hmm. for those young people going to that past, doing that they do, um, they're on their, how, how do you want to say it, uh, their training or whatever they were doing when they were going through the past. Um, and then meet up with that type of death if that's what happened. Horrible. Tragic. I yeah. Mean, what do you do? You're helpless. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You have to flee all your life-saving supplies because this thing, this that's, beast. That's it. Where do you, I mean, it has to, how bad does it have to be to, like you said, flee everything you have and run out into something like that? You're running into certain death no matter what way. Right. Basically, I mean, that's the way I'm taking it. Right. I mean, if the cold didn't get them, the Yeti did. That's... At least three of them that we know of that had the crushed skulls. I mean, I'd be wondered. I I don't think they would. Well, Russia. I don't know if they'd allow to be armed. 
They but, don't know. but I'm pretty sure they must have carried a knife or something, something. or an axe. Well, they cut their ways out of their tent, so they had to use something. Yeah, I, tents I mean, I don't understand why they didn't just lay there and, okay, I'm going to take my chance. If it comes in here, we'll try and knife the thing. Yeah. Because if I go out there, I'm going to die. And like I said, this stuff here, I mean, I'm going to ask our guys that up at the uh, Paracon. I'm going to ask them about their... I know they're the Pennsylvania Bigfoot, but I know they're in that community, mm-hmm. that circuit. Mm-hmm. See if they have information. And if they happen to come on the show again, we have them on beforehand. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to remember to ask them these questions on this incident. You know who else we got to remember to ask? Bill Brock will be down. He, now, he's from Destination America. Yeah. He is a cryptozoologist. He has a show called uh, Monsters Underground. I'm sure he's going to have some enlightening yes. information on yes. this. Yes, he might have something on this one, too. Yeah, bring up that. All right. I hear the music coming up. You know what that means. It means the show's over already. Yeah, it went by fast tonight. It always does. Yes, it we does. We have some great information you provided, yep. filling up on, catching up on the rest of it. All we right. had some awesome callers that called in. Mm-hmm. It was great to be back. Yep. We got a winner of tickets. Yeah, we got the tickets sold. Unfortunately, Brother Hawk and Brother Mark aren't here. Someday, okay. they'll get the four of us. All righty. Okay, I'm Stan Zurich. I'm Ed Mac, Daddy Mac Ray. Okay, good night and sleep tight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.